0: My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'd like to introduce my guest, Lynette Jones. And uh, she was introduced to me through my fellow friend, Chad Walagura. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, uh, ha- tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and how you met Chad. Let's
1: go with that.
2: Okay. Um, it's an interesting story. Uh, you know, you can find how your lives intertwine all along, but you never knew it. Chad yeah. and I both went to a hospital called TIR, T I R R, the Institute for Research and Rehabilitation in Houston, Texas, at much different times. Uh, my accident was actually in 1999. And um, his was before mine, but going through the halls of Tyr, I now see his, there's a large photograph of him uh, bird hunting and his bird dog hmm. is there and it tells his little story of, of his, you know, courage and strength to just, you know, get back out there and and, and hunt. Well, long story short, you know, I've been in the chair for a long time and uh, always thought about getting back into hunting. I hunted a lot when it, before my accident. Right now, uh, uh, it was a rollover car accident, and I broke my neck, uh, paralyzing me from C6-7. Um, so I'm from the chest down paralyzed and uh, hands. So um, meeting Chad, I had asked a gentleman that was adjusting my chair. He was with a, uh, a seating company named Keith. If he could get me, you know, any information on people that hunt and mm-hmm. he sent me Chad's number. So I reached out to him first on text and then I called him and, uh, you know, just let him know I was interested in getting in the great outdoors again. And, you know, what could I do and how could I do it? And the next thing I know, he hooked me up with a turkey hunt. So, uh, Terry, my husband and I, we headed down to Quero, Texas, and there was opened up to me an incredible group of guys, um, either military, all different types of injuries, or just born with different disabilities, um, and uh so it was it was really cool to connect with other people that had they were also either wheelchair bound or using prosthetics for legs or, you know, and then this incredible organization called Serve Outdoor, Matagorda Bay, they are the ones that hooked us all up with partners to, you know, go out to the blinds and and figure it out. Either we needed to be in a tent blind or we needed to be in a a uh, a, a A, I guess self-made blind. But when I got in it, I was too short to get my gun out the slot. So they just put me in a, um, in a uh, tent blind. And uh, they had what's called a death grip, which is now my new best friend.
0: I've Uh, seen those.
2: Yes, because I can't hold a gun up. So with that device, Uh, My husband put it in the death grip and tightened it up and I could lean down into it. And it was like night and day. It was like, Oh my gosh, this is huge because I can't necessarily move and balance per se. But if you put it right in front of me, I can get the job done. So um, that's, that's, I had not actually met Chad face to face at that time. Um, and it wasn't until, I mean, of course, I thanked him for, it wasn't until I went on a second hunt um, with a group called Disability Outdoors, Disabled Outdoors, and um, was given the opportunity uh, there. And then Chad showed up with another hunter that he was taking, that he was guiding uh, for a turkey hunt. And, um, I was hunting, um, uh, axis for that, for that particular hunt. So that's when I first met Chad face to face. And once you meet Chad face to face, it's, it's a whole different story. And then after we did the Axis hunt, you know, we were still in touch, this, that, and the other. And, um, we had, my husband decided at that point, we met a gentleman at a, uh banquet for disability outdoors and we all just started putting in for tags i shouldn't say we all i should say my husband he started putting in for tags you know wherever they had disabled hunting and um it it was crazy it was like we drew a tag for an elk in new mexico so of course the first thing i wanted to do was to tell chad because i knew he'd be excited And so it was, it was just, you know, at that point you have to literally rub it in. It's like, Chad, look what I drew. And he goes, I've been putting in for 20 plus years for that tag and you drew it. I was like, you know, my husband put in for it. So that that, was,
1: that's usually how it works. That's
2: a, that was a big blessing.
0: So you were saying about the access deer. How did that go?
2: Um, it, it's real. It, there is a a, a a little bit of film on that as well, which was so cool. When you get with a group of people that are willing to do whatever they have to do to make something accessible for you to be able to do it. Well, it, it's, it's that can-do attitude, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And it was,
1: yeah.
2: uh, again, Terry, my husband, and it was the guys at the Redstone Ranch, his guy, nice. and the gentleman that owns it, Ann Weston, um, who is with Dis- Disabled Outdoorsmen.
0: Disabled Outdoors.
2: Yeah. I keep saying it wrong, but it's Disabled Outdoorsmen. And there's chapters all over, even in Utah, I think. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. So you know what I'm talking about. In fact, I was it Utah that we met Mike. Anyway, um, so he was there also. And and they said, we were driving around in a golf cart. And he said, do you think we can get her up in that stand? And it was one of those um, uh, real tall.
0: Elevated blinds.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, hmm, I wonder how they're going to do that. So don't worry about it. My husband throws me on his back. From there, they put me on, other guys held onto me and put me on top of the uh, first, the top of it. And then uh, Terry ran up the stairs, picked me up, put me in the blind, and I was on it like an office chair, but I'm kind of short. So they had to take me off the office chair, put feed sacks under me, and put me back on the office chair so that I could reach Nice, so that was uh my first experience with that, but it was a blast a total blast
1: yeah
0: I've seen these uh later these newer types of uh el- not elevated blinds but tree stands they have nowadays where it's electronic they can only go up i think maybe ten 50, ten feet up, but it is electric time electrical so you can Hit a switch and the chair goes up.
2: Oh, yeah, I, like I saw that. a
0: video of that.
2: Yeah, it's just where I, where, where I, are those?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I got to find those myself.
2: Yeah, so Sorry. that'd
1: be
0: that would be fun. I mean, so a little bit more on the axis deer. How long did it take you to hunt prop hunt the deer and
2: um, for the for the elk hunt? Um, <laughs> The, the, the axis itself was um, once they got me up in that blind, it was just a matter of, um, you know, just sitting and, and kind of like you do a, a hunt that you're sitting in a blind like that. It's just a a, a matter of wait and see when they come out. So um, yeah. it, that was uh, so beautiful for me because, you know, axis are beautiful. And so watching the doe come out, And kind of, you know, gingerly make them their way. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking, am I going to see anything? And then the beautiful, beautiful bucks come out and they are, they're, they're beautiful. And so, uh, basically, um, that was my first, since my accident, uh, shot with a rifle and, um, you know, it's, I have a uh, good use of my finger when I pull back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, you know, it, it was once this beautiful guy got in front of me, I looked to the guide and I said, he's in my crosshairs. And he says, uh, 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 let's wait just a minute on that one. And I looked at him, I said, you don't want me to shoot that one. And he said, well, let's just, let's just wait and see what he does. And so he said, you know, we've just watched him for a few minutes and he says, all right, if he turns broadside, you can have him. And he turned broadside and I got him and it was so cool. It was so cool. But the funny part of it was we were up in this blind and there was nobody, they were gone. We didn't have a vehicle. We didn't have a way to get down. So, uh, luckily, we had some communication with them to let them know, you know, hey, come get us. And so that was fun for all of them to, you know, come back and pick me up and us all go over and look at him and Mm -hmm. then, you know, watch him being cleaned and all of that. It was just, it was amazing. Redstone Ranch uh, is is an incredible place here in Texas.
0: That sounds like a fun place. Yeah. Now I'm jealous. Now I want to go.
2: Oh, yes. I will tell you, it's a, It's just so cool.
0: Yeah. Axis is one of those deer that I want to get a hold of soon.
2: And the the, the meat is so good. It's just, hmm. it's so good. It has just a really good flavor to it. We really have enjoyed it.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. I've had some elk recently. A buddy of mine brought it into work and Granny did a barbecue, but he gave just enough sauce so you could still taste the meat. Yeah. yeah, it was sweet.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we've, we've enjoyed, uh, we had to buy uh, a freezer for the elk, <laughs> but we got him
0: home. Yeah. So tell me about more about the elk hunting. Oh. How did the, from the, start to, you know, a little more detail, start what? to finish on how uh,
2: well you first went and got all, him. You know, you, you, when Terry told me that I had, he had, we had drawn the elk tag. It's, you're like, what? We get to go to New Mexico. And so immediately I called Chad and Chad said, I'll call you right back. So about thirty minutes later, Chad. First, he didn't believe me, and I had to show him the tag. And right. then he said, um, "Look, uh, I want to go with you." So, okay. And he said, "I've got the guides. I've got the film crew. We w- we just want to come." And I said, "Okay." And so that works. Uh, and so we he loaded up from his end because he had to drive to pick up. The um, I'm sure you saw the coyote outriders,
0: mm-hmm. the, the vehicles. I've seen set. one, so he, had- I've seen him, I've seen him with him, you know, in pictures and yeah. whatnot. So
2: he had to pick those up and he had to pick up his cameraman, which is Crooked Canyon Productions, and then we nice. all met in um, Reserve, New Mexico. and, you know, you're every, everybody is so excited about the experience, you know, you can hardly wait. So we got to meet the guide and, and his partner. And, uh, we went that night that we arrived just kind of out scouting, just kind of looking and, and, you know, it's some rugged terrain. It is rugged. And it, for me was different because, uh, it was a real hunt it wasn't like you're up in a deer blind you mm-hmm. are you're 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 out there and, and stalk. it's it's um i'm sorry what and stalk. oh it's uh, spotting and stalking and glassing and 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 all of that it's it was so different for me but it that first night we went up and we went up to the top of this hill we just rolled down the windows to try to listen to see if we heard any bugling or anything like that. And the first night, we didn't really hear anything. So we go back to our little rooms. And, of course, nobody, or I couldn't sleep. But, you know, we get up at 4 in the morning, get ready. Everybody gets in the trucks. We had two different trucks. And um, out, we, out we went. And uh, it, the neat part to me was it, it, it was such a team effort. Everybody was together, and we went in this. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of the place we went, but the actual draw was um 16D in the Mm -hmm. Gila Mountains. And if you get the opportunity to turn to uh look up 16D, Gila Mountains, New Mexico, and you see the type of elk that are there, it's Crazy, I mean, it was such a blessing, I mean it was straight from God that we drew that because you know that's right. that's the supreme spot and uh so the first evening, yeah uh, I'm gonna have to get Terry to help me with some of this because i I get so excited i I don't remember exactly um It was the first morning, and um we had pulled up upon a group. And you know, you can see them way up in the mountains. And and I couldn't recognize them at first because you have to look for that almost caramel color in in the green, yeah. green, green, green of the of the terrain. And um when you finally can spot their bodies, that that is a whole different deal.
1: Different ballgame. Uh, yeah.
2: And and then when you hear them bugle mm-hmm. in person, there is magic. It's it's something you'll never, ever, ever forget. In fact, it's right. funny now, in the evenings, Terry, we watch hunts on TV, and I'll be in the other room, and all of a sudden, all I hear is bugling. And I'm like, is he watching another video because it's just such a cool, yeah, it's just a cool sound. So uh, that morning, we we came upon a beautiful, beautiful. It was raining. They took me out of the car, put me in the Outrider, and we went to a, a kind of a canyon. And they had to put the chair in a certain way and put that death grip a certain way. And across that canyon was, uh, just an incredible bull elk. And, um, I, I thought I had him and I was so excited and I thought he was in my sights and the, I pulled, I didn't squeeze the trigger. I pulled and the gun went off and I missed him. So, Mm. you know, uh, that was, that was difficult for me. I'm glad I did not harm him, but I missed him and yeah. it really bugged me. You know, it was it was my first shot at one. And um I, you know, I'm not saying it that way, but it was how many feet away? Five hundred yards. It was five hundred yards, not feet. Five hundred yards away. But you know, you yeah. it it's I when you look through the scope, you know you can make the scope look where they're they they feel like they're right there and and so I missed him and then that was the morning hunt we we saw several more um you know and a lot of people go on these hunts, and you never ever you don't see an elk at all
1: mm-hmm. and
2: here we were blessed. To not only see that herd, but was it did we that night? that night that night we came in not not that was the first day right mm-hmm. okay the that night we came back in to that same area, drove around a little while, and then upon the the ridge of a mountain, we see a whole nother group, and we get me out. Was I in my outrider or the chair that put me in the outrider and we go again, just looking, trying to get, you know, closer to where they are Mm -hmm. and they were way up in the mountains. And so I had it on him and you'll be able to see it in the film. I take a shot and it's right behind him and right in front of Mm. a doe and off they go. So, Oof. you know, you know how it is. It's hunting. It's real hunting. So, yeah. um, but, but the, the, the blessing of it was everybody was still in, in sync and we were ready. And, and so day two comes and we, four o'clock, we get up, we all meet, we all go. Um, and, and that's something else that I love about, about hunting and about um, everybody wants to to help you Mm -hmm. with, with the disability or, or, you know, it's a, it's such a team effort that that's what I loved is it was the camaraderie. It was the eating a honey bun in the morning that I would never normally eat a honey bun, but it was good luck. Uh, you know, it's all of those things put together that make it, make the trip what it's about. Um, companionship. So we head out that evening for, uh, Uh, the evening hunt and uh, once they got me in the outrider and we got positioned that's, that's the one that I shot behind right okay so I shot behind totally upset you know because you feel like you're and I think I say this you're disappointing the people around you because they just they want you to be successful but they're also having to work really hard to get you in and out of the vehicle, yeah. it, you know, it's it's a lot of work for everybody. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that was kind of, I was kind of bummed out about that. Um, and then was it the next one? Uh, yeah, okay, well, that night, I I'm trying not to go into too much detail, but that night the. Um, the other truck that was going with us with the um, coyotes in them, um, they got stuck. Like, stuck. Mm. Dark. And it was dark. And we're trying to pull them out with a... What were we pulling them out with? Another Honda. Just another Toyota's tundra. And it was just... Let's just say it was a long night. I felt really bad for all <laughs> of them. But anyway, we finally got them stuck. And so we all went back to town and... What's so interesting about reserve is there's only like two little restaurants and um, they're only open till one. So you better eat. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. can cook of course where we, where we were staying. Uh, it's just, it's such a cool environment. It's not a, like a big city or anything. It's, um, so then that yeah. passed, um, morning we got up and we hit the trail again. And we did a lot of looking, a lot of looking. um, And was I so sorry, I keep having to ask him. Was that one? You're it fine. It laid down? Well, you shot him right before then. Okay. It on the hill, did that Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> There was that part, but I missed another one. I mean, but do you hear what I'm saying? How many? Yeah. It was just like, how a, many? It was an unbelievable hunt. Um, yeah. And so then they say, Lynette, he's up there. So they get me out of the car again. They put me in position and they say, you know, he's just laid down. And I thought, okay, now this one is laid down. And all of a sudden, he stood up, just headed towards me, and, you know, my guide said, just shoot him in the chest, which, you know, shocked me. So I just had a good aim, a really good aim, and I felt really comfortable with it and shot him in the chest, and then he turned sideways, and I shot him right behind the shoulder, and down he went.
0: Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, looking up, actually talking to some guys and listening to some research about elk hunting. And they say only 20% of all elk hunts are successful hunts. And those are the ones that actually see it versus uh, the ones that don't see anything.
2: I'm telling you, it was a message from above that that was what was supposed to happen. Because, you know, after you miss, I missed three.
0: Yeah, and still getting the fourth chances. That's awesome.
2: Yes, it was, it was just, but, but the neat thing about it was that one that I shot in the chest when you hear them, when they're looking at you and they bugle, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, and I, 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 I don't really realize, I think it hasn't sunk in yet sometimes that, you know, a lot of people don't get, even get to see them.
0: No, they don't.
2: So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very thankful.
0: All right. How long did it take them to pack them out?
2: You know, I, this is the best part of the story. So I'm up at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. In, and they say. You know, Lynette, we, we gotta go up because he's he's stuck way up there. Let us get him down to a place where we think you can get. And I'm thinking, okay. Anyway, they get him to a spot and they all come back down. My husband says, We're going. And I said, Up there? And he said, Yes, you're going up that mountain. And you're we're gonna we're gonna take you to him. And so here I am in that coyote. And, I mean, you're going over creeks and trees. and But like I say on the video, if you're disabled and a lot of times you're just in your chair while people people act around you or they go to do certain things and you can't go Mm -hmm. because you're restricted, I was right beside them. And I was going up. That mountain to him, instead of sitting nice. at the bottom of the hill waiting for them to pack him out. So once we got up there, and of course took pictures, uh, <laughs> I want to say you could tell this was what they were fine tuned to what they were doing. Um, yeah. But how long do you think? About an hour and a half. So you know, Dang. I've watched shows where it takes them a long time to do this.
0: Um, yeah, it, it took me a while to clean my deer out. The one I took harvest Atl- this past year and it was just me and some knives, but yeah, I've been having a couple of guys on a, what was, what do you weigh out at? Do you think I uh, say it again? What did you, your elk weigh out at? Do you think
2: he says eight and a half? Dang. So they, I mean, this was the the neat part too. You saw them, they'd take a shoulder and they'd put it on their back and they'd carry him down. They each, they'd take a part of him and carry him down and
1: quartered him out and
2: come back up. And that's where, you know, that was real teamwork, watching them take that whole thing. Now you can see why we had to get an entire freezer. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know. 8,
0: 850 pounds of meat is a lot.
2: I know. We eat it all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I saw this one thing. A guy was doing an experiment about freezer burn, and he said, nope, doesn't test, uh, affect the taste. You're good.
2: <laughs> oh, how funny. So, That's good. Have you ever watched, um, golly, what's it called? The one we like that yeah. has... Meat eater.
0: Yeah, I watched a lot of that.
2: I know. I just enjoy him. It's it's fun to watch him.
0: It they put a lot of. Uh, it's more realistic than a lot of the other hun Some of the other hunting oh, shows oh, sure. just running. I
2: like watching his recipes and the way he cooks things mm-hmm. and that part.
0: Yeah, they me. It definitely elevates the dish. Yeah. the dishes a lot more. Yes. I did a uh, venison Wellington this year, and it turned out pretty well. So,
2: I have seen it, I've heard about it, but I've never done it.
0: It actually it turned out pretty well. I changed out part of it. It was calling for brandy to be put into the mushroom mixture, but I put red wine in, so it worked. I think it helped out.
2: It's all the same.
0: It it was a fruity red wine. There you go. Now, right now, I want to ask about the. Outrider have you had experience with action track chair as well and the outrider, you just know, the just outrider? the
2: outrider. I've, I've seen the action track chair. I've watched people in it. Um, I, I mean, I think it's super cool just compared to this. It's very heavy
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh with, and you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think both of them, if they allow you to get out there, yeah. it's awesome. We have a friend that uh, actually races modified vehicles, and he's in uh, a chair as well. So it's real fun watching him crawl in and out of his car. But he has <laughs> one of those track chairs, and it enables him to you know, go up and, and go to the uh, meeting before the race starts. It allows him when he's not racing to go up and watch other sprint car races or whatever type of races going on at the time. And uh, yeah, but I've never been in one.
0: So you're still I got a preference for the outrider.
2: You know what? I, I think until until you try it, yeah. you don't know.
0: Yeah, it looks fun. I saw snippets of the video of you riding around in that thing, and it's like. Those tires are really thick. They have. All, it looks like it's got a lot more traction to it. It can go over different obstacles with the suspension all over the place. Exactly. And the price tag on it is
2: ridiculous. More than my it's car. R- fourteen grand. It's fourteen grand.
0: I saw the four wheel drive one was twenty. Of course, you're adding batteries to it as well.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes, but you know if I what I keep thinking about it is just like a lot of things um, with time, maybe the price tag will get better. Um, yeah. But you also hope that you know the people that are out there doing it. You know, mm-hmm. you almost it's almost like you looking for sponsors. You, you yeah. almost you know you think okay, you know, is there somebody that would sponsor? You know, me to have one so that I can show, you know, how cool the vehicle is.
0: Yeah. I've seen some people that have gotten donations, like uh, nonprofits I've known. They've gotten donations and help people get track chairs uh, several times. And yeah, they're nice. They're nice. And
2: I've just never. The
0: track chairs can have. Yeah, the track chair comes with, you can actually purchase a snow shovel for it, a plow.
2: Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine?
0: I was talking to the the regional guy up in Wisconsin, and he said, yeah, I use one when I plow my drive.
2: Oh, my gosh. Now, how much are those chairs?
0: About the same cost. They are literally, Uh they're about track chairs and coyotes about the same cost that I've seen. And looks like different, they offer different things. The track chair is a little bit slower, but on open terrain and just plowing through with mud and debris. Right. Obviously with, obviously, obviously with track, you're not going to get stuck in the mud as much versus the coyote. Obviously it looks a lot lighter, so you're going to, you're going to have less of a problem with that
2: and Lord,
0: it can go uphill.
2: I'm I'm going to have to find somebody that has one and I'm going to have to try it. (laughs) Test them out. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So you, we we talked earlier about, uh, you also did some fishing.
2: Yes. That is.
0: Well, have you uh, gone fishing? uh,
2: I will tell you, we, we, um, it's been such a fun year to just explore different things that um that you can do. So, we booked actually Terry booked with my son and his girlfriend a flounder gigging trip. And mm-hmm. um we went down to Rockport and Again, you get on a boat with a guide and I got on the boat in my manual wheelchair and, you know, off we go in the water. Um, Just uh, you have to kind of wait until um, you can we get up in these banks where you can see the bottom and you're in the bay. And you can when you can see the bottom, you can see where the flounder actually lay, where they bed at night. And yeah. you get up on the front of the boat and there's lights mm-hmm. and, um, I have some grip. So you, there's a certain way, there's three prongs and there's a certain way that you gig the flounder, um, that will, yeah. you know, that you can get it back up. So I put the gig, I put it on it and push down and they'd help me a little bit. And then you pull them up, yeah. and you put them in a box and you keep on going and you get, uh, you can get five each. That's the limit. And nice. It, once you get the hang of it, it's like, yeah. I can only get five. So, yeah, right. And it, and it was cool because it was, it was like a little family deal. So that was, that was really fun to be able to do that. And then, um, some dear friends of ours, uh, invited us on a redfish. Uh, trip, which in my yeah. mind, you know, I have a, an adaptive thing that goes around my waist and it's got like a rod holder in it. So you can put the rod there yeah. and uh, Terry made me a, uh, a thing to put on the reel to be able to reel. Um, and yeah. and we got there and it, we'd get one on the line, they'd hand it to me and, I'd just reel and, reel and reel and reel and reel until we got them in. And what all mm-hmm. did we catch? Trout,
1: food. We, I mean, trout
2: and reds. We caught trout and reds. And then nice. we uh, you know, came back to the dock and got them all cleaned up, and they're in the freezer.
1: <laughs>
0: so how much hunting did you do? Did you grow up hunting or did you start later on in life?
2: You know, my father and my brother did a lot of hunting. I grew up down in South Texas, um in Harlingen right by the border. They did a lot of hunting
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then we had a deer lease in Fredericksburg. So, I was little, I'd go along, but I never really I never really did anything. Um so it wasn't until uh I was an adult um in my 20s I, um, did some hunting at a, at a friend's ranch and I have a, you know, I got a little buck and, um, I've done, um, I did some exotic hunting with my brother and um, that was really cool. Uh, an oddad ram and a fallow buck, um, before the accident and they're beautiful, beautiful animals. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, after the accident, I just, I didn't think I'd be able to do it again. And, um, the, the main message, I think for all of us, whether you're able-bodied or not, it's, it's just being, it's being out in the outdoors. It's, it's fishing, it's hunting. It's,
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: just, it's being out there that gives you just, it's a, it's a kind of peace.
0: Oh yeah. It's healing. Yes. <laughs> so you have that and sorry, my head's going a little out out of the way. Um, What is next on the bucket list for hunting?
2: Well, it's almost one of those things that you want to, you know, the right blessing to come along at the right time. However, Terry has put me in for every Disabled hunt known to man all over this beautiful country. So there is no telling what's what's coming because right. um most yeah, but I, I will say this part. Um a a beautiful, beautiful white tail um is is on the bucket list. Um I am. I, I like a mule deer. You know, there's just mm-hmm. there's just so many um, things that are just right around us here that are, are just beautiful and would be so cool. Yeah.
1: You know? Well.
2: Oh, we did go alligator hunting. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. In, That's cool.
2: Imagine this. There's a boat and there's a swamp and they take me in my wheelchair, pick up my wheelchair, put me in the aluminum boat, push it off of the bank into the water. And we go around to where they have hung chickens on poles. And the guide that we went with was just amazing. He knows his stuff. So he knows where one is or where he's seen a big one or, you know, different things like that. And so we came upon it and, uh, they pull them out of the water and they go crazy. And there is a certain spot on their head. There's a triangle and you have to shoot within that spot to kill them. Yeah. So they pointed the spot and I shot and then you have to shoot a second time to make sure that you got him, yeah, and he weighed, or he was how long 10-6. ten foot six inches, and Dang. my husband got eleven seven, and it was the coolest time they they hang him up by a bulldozer, and yeah um. You know, you can see the full, full lengths of them, and then they uh, get all the meat off and send the meat with, um, what what is it that they send it with? They send the
1: whole alligator to a processor.
2: Oh, they send the whole alligator to a processor, and wow. um, it's just, it's just, it's so much fun. Again, be willing to get in the outdoors to whatever comes your way because you don't know what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, alligator hunting—that's something that is—that's on my bucket list. I know. I j- recently just talked to a guy, and he had fun—a fun alligator hunt where he had to spear it and shoot it and. Yes. All the fun does. Yes.
2: That's what Terry, my husband, ended up having to to do a lot to get his more than, you know, they 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 helped me and he had to do quite a lot and then had to wrestle them into that little boat. That 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 was not easy. You know, there were two of them in the boat that he was in, and it's they had to get the head in and then I mean I'm sure you've seen it, and then roll that huge body in. It it was a lot. I think what what was that day's count?
1: Fourteen.
2: We had we got fourteen in all. Wow. Yeah, it was fun.
0: Four, 14 gators. So I know you said you hunted the gators and you just waiting for the right thing. Has he put in for any moose for you?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Caribou?
1: No.
2: No. Ah. Uh.
0: Yeah, that'll be a fun one. I've I've seen those. Those are the ones that are really hit or miss with uh, caribou. You got to hit the migration just right. And there's, I've heard stories about how people have flown in and then, you know, got up and seen the elk the day or the day after on their trip and thinking, okay, we got plenty of time. And the next day they are completely gone. They don't stop moving. Yeah, that's... They literally continue to feed.
2: Yeah, that's 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 a whole you know, I haven't I haven't even thought about the caribou. <laughs> it's uh yeah. you know what I, I think it is? Um it's a whole different horn type to me, I guess. Yeah, I've not I've not thought about caribou. I'm not uh afraid, but I haven't we haven't put in for that. But I think everything else.
1: Right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: They have the biggest antler to body ratio, even more so than I believe elk.
2: Cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So if there's any up there, you yeah. let me in on.
0: Well, I haven't been able to go up there yet. so.
2: Bucket list.
0: Yeah. I got a lot of them, but my bucket list, I am the one that I really want to go for is either mountain goat or Mountain sheep.
2: Oh, those are tough.
0: That's the That would be the reason.
2: We have, we've seen a lot. We've seen them, but never, never, I've never gone hunting for them.
0: That is some steep terrain. Yeah. And for me, it, with my feet, yes, that would be the reason why I want to go up there. It would hurt. I'd be using sticks, I'd be climbing on all fours, but,
2: but you'll, I'll be going. But up. you do it. You do it any way mm-hmm. you can.
0: Even though I probably have a fun time going down because I can't move my feet to stop me at all. So,
2: See, there's risks for all of us.
0: Right. But if a uh, buddy of mine from Disabled Outdoors Utah, Sydney Smith, can climb a mountain as a double amputee with uh, prosthetic feet and come back down, I can do this.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you certainly can. That right there is motivation.
0: Yep. Just save up the money this time around.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'd love to connect with her just to Oh uh, he Oh oh I thought you said what what is his name?
0: His name's Sydney.
2: Okay. Well, I thought it was a girl. So <laughs> sorry, Sydney.
0: Yeah. You're good. Uh, so what is the ultimate dream hunt for
1: you?
2: You know, um, I'm just such, if we were, I'm sure just so many people, I, I think about Africa and I think about, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just everybody's, probably everybody's dream. Um, I'm thankful for every hunt that comes along, but if I had to really just say it out loud, I think Africa would be a bucket list item, you know, just for not only just, just to see the animals in the wild, Mm -hmm. um, and just to see the surroundings of Africa.
0: Yeah, I know that's one of the places I want to go for an adventure too. I want to, We'd really want to get a uh, black a- antelope from there. A uh, black impala.
2: Oh, yeah. Some friends yeah. of ours went, and in fact, Tara has been several times.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I. Uh, I saw a, uh, I was down at the a local sh- expo show that they had in my state and they had an outfitter guide for African hunts. Okay. And they were saying, and they were saying for X amount of dollars, I think it was around four or 5,000. You can get three animals. And I picked, I think it was the three animals. A lot of these guys, everybody else picks. Right. And I said, what about a, what about a black and pal? And he says, Oh, we charge just a little bit more for that.
2: Oh,
1: I'm
0: like, that sounds fun. I wonder if but uh it's, you
2: know, harder to find or something.
0: Uh it's just uh you know, the melanin stuff and everything. So Yeah. It's just one of those more unique styles, but it's definitely on the to do list, obviously. But So do
2: y'all have like um we have uh abilities expo. Do y'all have that there?
0: I do not think so i don't know but i mean we've got some i know we've got the ata show which happens in january this one was the 25th indiana deer turkey and wild waterfowl expo oh, and it was also yeah there was just like major expos for everybody to yes. go to it it was also connected to the boat show the rv show right right outdoor living they literally had a place called tackle town
2: Oh
0: no way! I'm talking giant pavilion style places that are filled. The tackle town had a live well. What? And yep, yeah, the hunting and the hunting one with the turkey and the waterfowl f- and deer was actually the smallest of the rooms. But I stayed there for about six hours.
2: Yeah, yeah. Everybody and it,
0: Yeah, I mean walking through that place. Was just massive and it's part of the fairgrounds in Indianapolis. Wow. So, yeah, that is a big thing. Yeah. So, well, uh, where do you see you guys doing within the next five years? What's the, um,
2: you know, we're going, um, actually, we're going the end of this month on a turkey hunt. Um, super excited about that, and um, again, it's the same turkey hunt we went on last year. Um, mm-hmm. So we are just trying to gear up our year. We we uh, have a ministry called Christian Courage, so we do a lot of speaking engagements and mm-hmm. um, waiting for the draws to happen. And like my husband just said, waiting for the draws to happen. That's what we're going to be doing. And then, um, you know, we're trying to get this this video um, of the hunt to as many, you know, people and hunters and television shows, podcasts, whatever it is, it, to help motivate people. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what our goal is right now is just to um, show people that it can be done. Yeah, And, and, you know, it's, it's just having that will and, and the people around you to, to make those things happen. So that's, that, that's what we try to do is just motivate people to live life and to live it to the fullest. And, you know, cause you don't, you never get today back. And I think that's no. important that we tell people that, you know, today is, is, is a special day and do everything you can in that day.
0: Yeah. And do you have any way to do you? Uh, yeah. Good Lord. Do you guys want, uh, do you have any way if anyone wants to reach you, where would they go? Like social media handles?
2: We do. We have Christiancourage.org. We have, um, I'm sorry. Oh, and then there is always Lynette at dot and then, mm-hmm. um, do we do Facebook? I don't know. Do we do Facebook? I mean, I know mm-hmm. I do Facebook, but do I give it out?
0: That's yeah. up to you. Whatever you want to sh- give out, it doesn't matter.
2: Well, I'm thinking that's how you can reach us. And it's also mm-hmm. Terry. Who's my husband, Terry at dot And through able outdoors, which is Chad. Mm-hmm. And, um, Or disabled, or disabled, disability outdoorsman, Texas. Um, And that's where we are now. Hopefully, we'll grow where I've got all these hashtags for you.
0: Right? (laughs) I heard hashtags are going away. I don't know why. Oh. I just started getting into them.
2: You know, I'll be (laughs) honest and tell you don't use them, but I guess I should.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, Thank you, Lynette, for coming on. Thank you. It has been it's been a fun pleasure and great hearing your stories. Well, now that you know,
2: now that you know me, and you have my email, all of these hunts that you will go on, I want pictures. I want Mm -hmm. to see what you're doing and where you're going. We got to keep uh, going outdoors.
0: Right. I'll, I'll definitely share my stories with you Good. and I hope you guys keep sharing your stories. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And remember everyone uh, stay adaptive.